Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Clocked In with the Press, hosted at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California. In this podcast, we highlight members and organizations in the community that we believe deserve your attention. Not everything stated in this podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press. If you have something to say, you can tell us your thoughts on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. I'm your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking in. For the story of the day, we are going to be talking about a Thanksgiving event coming up that takes place here in Brentwood, the Turkey Trot. It is a 5K that is hosted Thanksgiving morning that everyone is invited to participate in. Before I bring on our guest speaker, Superintendent Dana Eaton, onto the show, let's go over the top stories of the week. Fire and emergency services in East County received a needed boost after the Contra Costa County Board of Supervisors approved millions of dollars on Tuesday, November 16th that will lead to new fire stations, additional fire crews, and new firefighting equipment in the region. The funding comes from Measure X, a 0.5% sales tax collected on the gross receipts on the sale of personal property across the county. After being overwhelmingly passed by voters in November 2020, collection of the tax began in April. With Tuesday's approval, the East Contra Costa County Fire Fire Protection District is slated to receive a one-time allocation of $17.2 million and an annual disbursement of $3.5 million. Of that figure, $12.2 million will be used to build and equip a new fire station in downtown Brentwood. The annual allocation will be used to staff that station. ECC FPD Fire Chief Brian Helmick has previously committed to making Station 55, located in Summer Lake and Oakley, operational in early 2022. With the addition of Stations 51 and 54, the district will double the number of crews operating within five years and erase a service-level gap that the district has long struggled to fill. Next, the Contra Costa County Office of the Sheriff Forensic Services Division has been awarded a competitive grant of $80,000 from the California Office of Traffic Safety. The funds will be used to continue supporting the Sheriff's Office Testing Program for Driving Under the Influence of Drugs, or DUID, cases. The funds will be used for the purchase of required testing supplies that include certified reference standards, chemicals, and vials and caps. Biological samples are tested for illegal, prescription, and over-the-counter drugs commonly detected in DUID cases. The goal is to meet or exceed the National Safety Council recommendations for toxicological investigation of drug-impaired driving as a national accredited board laboratory. Next up, an adult and a child were seriously injured November 16th after the vehicle they were in crashed into a pillar outside of Taco Bell on Main Street in Oakley, according to the East Contra Costa Fire Protection District. Emergency crews found a 30-year-old woman and a 3-year-old girl inside the heavily damaged vehicle that slammed into one of the building's protective bollards at 2015 Main Street at about 6.40 p.m. The 30-year-old female was flown to John Muir Medical Center in Walnut Creek, while the 3-year-old female was transported by helicopter to Children's Hospital in Oakland. Oakley police confirmed the injured pair were a mother and her child. Initial information suggests that the mother was driving at a high rate of speed through the parking lot prior to the crash. Lastly, Antioch police are investigating two shootings just a day apart that killed one and injured three others. An unidentified 36-year-old man was found fatally shot on the sidewalk in the 5200 block of Trevesio Way at about 10.40 p.m. on November 13th, said police, who were dispatched to the area on reports of gunshots. Less than 24 hours later, two males, 23 and 17, and a 20-year-old female suffered non-life-threatening gunshot wounds while reportedly attending a peaceful vigil at about 5.40 p.m. in the 1300 block of Larkspur Drive on November 14th. The trio were transported to an undisclosed local hospital. Police are continuing to investigate both shootings and no suspects in either incident are in custody. Those were the top weekly stories. Let's get back to the main topic of the day, the turkey trot. 
Here to speak with me is the Brentwood Union School District Superintendent, Dana Eaton. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So to jump right into it, how many years has the turkey trot been taking place? Well, this will be the eighth year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how much does it cost to participate usually? So it is cheaper before Halloween, but mm-hmm. now it's $40 for adults, it's mm-hmm. $25 for teens, and I think it's 15 or $20 for younger children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that bad because for another 5K I ran, it was like a $30 registration. And then they were like, if you do $50, you get a free t-shirt. And I was yeah. like, makes sense. So that's <laughs> and, for a pretty good price. <laughs> and you get a free t-shirt with this one at 40 bucks or less. That's all that I so need. It's if it's free, it's for me. Yeah. Is the turkey trot right now in need of... Of staff or volunteers? Yeah, you know, the turkey trot always needs volunteers. More than anything, it needs runners Mm. and walkers. Mm. So, But it always needs volunteers. They have a Facebook page and they also have a website called BrentwoodTurkeyTrot.org that Mm. they'll put a sign-up genius for that people can sign up if they want to help. For me, I actually didn't really hear too much about the turkey trot before. Part of that being because I just got back from college from a different area. And the other one because I just started liking running. I don't like it. I do it more. Correction. But where does it take place? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've heard people talk about a runner's high. And I think that's a myth. As somebody that's done some running, I don't think it really (laughs) exists. So that's just what people tell you to get you to try Yeah, they trap you. (laughs) Yeah, no. So every year it takes place at the streets of Brentwood. So Mm. it'll start over by the AMC Theater. And it's a great, great... 5k course mm-hmm. and you you see people that are running you see people that are walking it's a great family event so you know we talked about the registration costs a little bit after gathering the funds from registration where do those funds go and how are they usually used yeah this is a fantastic fundraiser right mm. because not only is it does it raise funds for multiple school districts because it's a joint effort between the Brentwood School District and the Liberty High School mm. District but it's also something that's healthy and good for everybody that participates so mm-hmm. unlike selling candy right this is good for you to go go out and run. And we always tell people that after they run, they can eat more pie. So that's a really, really positive Wait, thing. Wait, so there's pie offered at the end of the run? No, actually, there's pancakes that are offered oh, you during, had me really the, excited during the run. The pie. But the pie is, <laughs> because it's on Thanksgiving Day, right? You can mm-hmm. go afterwards and, and feel comfortable having another slice of pie when you're going. But sorry, I, I missed your first part of the question, which is where does the money actually go and right. what's it used for? So the money is donated back to the schools that participate. So 100% of the profits go back. To give you an idea, in 2019, which is the last full year of the race, Mm -hmm. they raised $60,000 for their race. $30,000 went to the Brentwood School District, $30,000 went to Liberty, and they were divided up amongst their PE and athletic programs. And Mm -hmm. so what's great about it is elementary schools are able to buy things that they never would be able to get otherwise. So disc golf, golf equipment, ball Mm -hmm. pits. And then at the high school, they're getting new uniforms, they're getting pole vaults, Mm -hmm. things that are harder and more expensive to replace that we don't typically have funds mm-hmm. for. So the turkey trot isn't just, you know, an investment to kind of a commitment to health. It's also a reinvestment into the youth and into the community and making sure that we're able to support that in a way that everybody can kind of benefit from a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and more than that, I think it's become a Brentwood tradition, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you see something that's grown from 500 runners to over 2,000 runners and walkers. I don't want to eliminate the walkers because they're an important part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah the interval, interval yeah, runners. Participants. <laughs> and uh, so because of that, it's really become a tradition mm-hmm. for people to participate mm-hmm. in. So you said about 2,000 people participate? Yeah, in 2019, they had over 2,000 participating. Wow, you know, sometimes I don't even think we have that many people in Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we draw people from all over because the next closest one that we know 
know of is in Walnut Creek, mm-hmm. right? So it's a it's a great way to get up in the morning, you're done, you come home, and you go do what mm-hmm. you need to do for Thanksgiving. So does the one in Walnut Creek also happen on Thanksgiving morning? It does. It does. I think most people do it because it's a cheap way to make signs. You make one banner, you say, come Thanksgiving morning, you don't have to change the date every year, mm-hmm. and it's, it's ready to go. Very true. You don't need to rebrand anything. <laughs> to set aside the topic, though, of the turkey trot for a sure. moment, what are some other new or upcoming programs with the school district that people can look forward to, especially since we're also entering into like the Christmas season and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great thing. You know what? There's lots of stuff going on at the schools. We're getting back to being a a more typical school year, right, Mm -hmm. than we've been in the past year and a half. One of the things that we're really excited about, if you drive by Bristol Middle School, you'll see a brand new theater being constructed. Mm -hmm. Um, After that's constructed, we've redone the theater at Adams Middle School. We think we'll be one of the first school districts in the state to have all three middle schools Mm -hmm. have really a full high school level theater. And the arts are so important to us. So to be able to have performance spaces for choir and drama is a -hmm. a really big deal. We're really excited about that. So there's been a lot of development in the arts for the middle schools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other thing that just happened is Edna Hill Middle School was just designated as a as a national school to watch, which mm-hmm. is a big honor. So we're really excited about that as well. On that note, you know, you have the middle schools and see what they're kind of doing. And I know you work with the the Brentwood Union School District. When it comes to the Liberty Union School District, I don't know if you happen to know of any new programs that they're doing or... Yeah, no, you'd have to ask their superintendent, mm-hmm. but I think the Liberty School District, are, are, are they're doing some great things. I know that they have a new theater that's coming up at Freedom School. They have a new culinary arts program. We do do some working together and it's, and it's great. That's what the community should expect us mm-hmm. to do. And so with the Brentwood Union School District and the new theaters and the arts and everything, are there going to be any new, you know, Christmas programs performances or, you know, programs that people in the public can attend or donate to or anything like that as we kind of enter into December? There will be some holiday performances on a smaller scale that Mm -hmm. are taking place at all of our schools. What's challenging this year is there's still regulations from the health department that require us to minimize the number of people that are inside, that Mm -hmm. require us to, to minimize the number of performances, things like singing and drama and band are all regulated. And so Mm -hmm. we have to just make sure that we're doing it safely as we go forward. Mm -hmm. So they're they're progressing and they're coming up, but it's at a limited scale in comparison to how it would have been in like 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we hope to be back full bore next year, next Mm -hmm. school year with all of those things, with brand new theaters in Mm -hmm. all three of our middle schools. That'll be great for that. What have been some of the greatest challenges and successes of the school year so far? Yeah, you know what? It has been a really challenging time. I think that what I would say is that I, I'm just so impressed with our staff and mm-hmm. how they've pulled through and they've had to change everything that they've done to try to support kids multiple times mm-hmm. um, throughout the last 18 months. I think our parents have been very supportive and they've also had to change their lives around to support their own children in a different way going forward. And so I've been really pleased with how everybody's pulled together. And I just have to tell you that as superintendent, like the best part of my day is to be able to walk into classrooms and see all of our kids there. Mm-hmm. and engaged and and doing a great job. I think people are tired. They're working super hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm looking forward to them getting a little bit of time off of the holidays to sort of rejuvenate. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really, I, I couldn't be prouder of the people that have pulled together. Mm-hmm. And after the holiday season, what are you looking forward to as we near the new year? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a return to normalcy. Right, right? you know, going on almost all, year two. We're all <laughs> hopeful pandemic. for that, right? Everybody everybody wants the masks to come off. They want the regulations to go away. And we want the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We want to get school as much back to normal as we possibly can. And we're all looking forward to mm-hmm. that day. 
So as we enter into the holiday season, it is important to remember that there is always someone or some part of our community that could use your support. To learn more about the Turkey Trot or other events and organizations that you are interested in, you can check out the links in the description of the episode or go to the link tree of our Instagram at Press Clocked In to find links to all of the organizations we have had on our show. We can wish for things to get better as much as we want, but without taking action ourselves, the struggles that we face will continue to prevail. So, Dana, is there anything else you would like to say before we end the episode? Yeah, one of the things that our school district does uh, every year is we support the Brentwood Regional Community Chest. Mm -hmm. So all 12 of our schools will be collecting toys, um, to help needy families in mm-hmm. the community. And so that's something that we're very proud of. It's taken place at Brentwood Elementary for many, many years, and it's been part of our community for the last 50 years. And so we think it's really important for all of our students to not only get, but also to learn to give mm-hmm. back. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And and it's not too late to sign up for the turkey mm-hmm. trot. So get out there. You can walk. You can run. It's, yeah. It's a great absolutely. day. Absolutely. That's it for today's episode of Clocked In with the Press. I appreciate all of you taking the time to tune in. Let us know what you think on Twitter or Instagram at Press Clocked In or on Facebook at thepress.net. You can also stay updated on the latest Contra Costa County happenings at www.thepress.net. This is your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking out. <laughs>